This episode attempts to address the question of how much video game news you can cram into a single episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Welcome to Cheerful Ghost Radio. My name is John, and for this episode I'm joined by Travis, because Tim's out sick, and today we're going to be covering some really interesting video game news. But first, we're going to start by talking about what we've been playing and what we've been watching. All right, Travis, kicking things off with you. What you've been playing and watching? Uh, I haven't been playing a ton. I think last time I mentioned I was playing through God of War, and I've finished that since we talked last. And it's just there aren't words to describe how amazing this game is. Um, I'm planning on doing a review of it on the site. I just can't figure out where to even start writing it. But uh, I've also started playing Punch Club on the Switch. Thanks to a generous gift of uh, review key to, to the site. And um, it's really good so far. It's not what I expected. It's, um, it, you know, you're training your boxer up to go fight all these fights and get better. But you never actually do the fights themselves. You're just kind of, it, it's more of a time and resource management game than anything. And then you get to like level up the skills that he'll use. But he does the fights all on his own. But it kind of reminds me a little bit of the old like dope wars games just in terms of you know, balancing your money with your with all the things you have to buy and the time that it takes to do things but yeah it's, it's pretty solid so far yeah it is and tiny build has been really nice they've given us review keys for pc the 3ds uh, and i've reviewed it on the 3ds and now travis is getting it on the switch so uh, it's been really fun to see you know these games get ported to all of the systems. And I think Punch Club is one of those games that makes a lot of sense to kind of go everywhere. Yeah. Um, because it's not really a Twitch game. It's just kind of like you mentioned, sort of a resource management game and really fun, too. Um, I would I would say that maybe it's a little harder. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I'd balance it down a little bit and have like a super expert mode because. Um, but, you know, um, I think it's really fun for what it is. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as for what I've been watching, uh, kind of my two favorite things right now are Westworld and Handmaid's Tale. Well, I guess three favorite things and also Legion, but I've talked about those last time. What I want to talk about this time is Timeless Season 2 finished up, and we're still in limbo as to whether it's going to get a Season 3. Hashtag Renew Timeless. I'm so in love with this show, and... Um, it's kind of gotten crazy. Like some celebrities, Leslie Jones has said that she'll protest nude in front of NBC's offices if they don't renew it. Kelly Clarkson got up on stage and begged them to renew it recently. So seems like it's getting a lot of support. So hopefully we see more of that. If you're not it's familiar been, with there's it, there's been a lot of support for some TV shows that kind of got canceled recently. Um, yeah, there were a yeah. lot of Twitter protests and stuff that really i mean so what was the big show that was that came back through yeah, the expanse or, got uh that's right canned at that sci-fi came back and on, amazon picked it up yep 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 and then also i think it was the um brooklyn 99 or something like that came back too or what yeah was that? yeah that yeah 
Uh, that was was on Fox, right? And then they canned yep. it, and NBC picked it up. Yep, but not enough love for The Last Man on Earth. Although I heard that was really, really good and would be entirely up my alley. I just don't have cable or yeah. watch regular TV, and I haven't seen it on Netflix. So, and but I but it sounded really, really cool. Yeah, now might be a good time for you to pick it up since it's over and you can binge it all. <laughs> totally, totally. But yeah, that's a, that's about it for me. Yeah, cool. So what I've been playing is Super Metroid, and I've been going through that. Um, I've been doing so many other things right now, so um, I kind of had to put that one down, but I came back to it, and man, Super Metroid is fun. Um, it sort of fixes a little bit of the original Metroid game in terms of giving you a lot more of a direction, but at some point in the game, it's like, okay, now you can go wherever you want. And it's, um, so, you know, I kind of need a little bit of, a you know, some, some, some hints because I don't want to spend, you know, 80 years bombing every corridor, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've also been playing another NES classic game, but that's a review is going to be coming later. So I won't really talk about that. And so I've also, so a little bit of history, I am kind of was a little bit of a hearthstone nut and, uh, I played it free to play, except I, one time I paid five bucks for like, a to to do, to do, to the World Wildlife Foundation like through the game or whatever but that was all charity but anyways I used to play Hearthstone free to play and then I stopped because I got really really tired of playing it and just the grind made me physically sick just to think about it and recently they had an update to the game and I just kind of came back and you know opened my free packs and so I just wanted to play the new single player mode in Witchwood just get a few card packs and then I made a couple decks and I've been playing it about almost every day since. And um, it's still so much fun, oh, man, but it's more expensive than ever um, in terms of the legendaries. And it's harder to get all the base cards than it was before. Um, and I am jumping back into the daily grind and but I'm not hard. I'm not coming back in hardcore. I'm not grinding up to, you know, 70 packs for the next expansion. I'm just playing it. So a couple of things I've noticed about Hearthstone since I played it last, like really hardcore is that the um the quests are simpler now so you get just about as much gold or more than before but it's easier to progress through a quest so that makes the game a little bit time-wise cheaper which is good um and they're increasing the amount of single player content you have which is also good so I hope that they keep these single player content packs up and then I hope they keep sort of enhancing the free to play game Still not sure how long I'm going to keep playing it for. I'm just sort of amassing gold right now for no particular purpose, but it's been a lot of fun to play again. And um, without sort of that daily grind intensity, it's been it's been cool. It's been cool to play. So in terms of what I've been watching, my wife and I have been going through and after um, Infinity War, um, I did, we decided to go for an MCU rewatch. Um, so. I'll just start in order and give like a mini sort of review of all the movies we've seen so far. We just finished phase one, by the way. So Iron Man, well, that's a must watch. And I think that's one of the best MCU movies ever. I think it's, it started there and it's, it's an incredible film. Um, the incredible Hulk, you skip it. Um, it's interesting as a footnote in Marvel history, but people are like, Oh, Marvel doesn't make bad movies. Uh, does actually. And that was one of them. (laughs) It's not very good. I think it was bad, but it's, it's, one of the weakest, if not the weakest out of all of them, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, they set up a lot of things in the movie that later Joss Whedon just undoes. Right. So in the in the Incredible Hulk, for instance, he becomes the big green rage monster. 
uh, to quote from Tony Stark, um, af, when his heartbeat gets sort of up there. So there's a scene where he's, you know, making out with his girlfriend or whatnot. And he has to like, you know, hit the brakes because he's going to become the big guy. And so, well, they don't, they don't use that terminology. That's actually all Joss Whedon. But later, um, just in the beginning when, when, um, the Incredible Hulk is, um, when he comes into the Avengers, he said, no, it's not actually my pulse racing. It's actually something totally different. So in the first bit of the Avengers, they totally retcon a lot of the Incredible Hulk just right away, just with dialogue. And I was like, okay, okay, that, that was pretty cool. So after that is Iron Man 2. And I think this is super underrated to the point of I don't understand why people don't like it, really, because it's a good movie. You know, I mean, maybe was it as focused as the original Iron Man? No, but it's really good. So I, I don't quite, I mean, it has a slow point, I suppose, but I don't understand people's dislike for that. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I remember a lot of fan reaction wasn't really positive to that one. And then Thor, well, it's rad. A lot of fun. Um, it's really, really good. It's fun to see Hemsworth and it's kind of funny to see where Thor, go, you know, what Thor is and then what, um, Thor Ragnarok becomes, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger, you know, I remember the first time seeing this movie and I didn't really like it. I thought it was just kind of a nothing movie, but it's way better than I remember in a total must watch actually. And it's, uh, it's a very, very fun, fun movie. Yeah. I'm really um, glad that you came around on that one because i the first couple of times through the phase one, I thought that was probably my favorite one. I'm glad you were able to find that, that joy. In yeah. It. Yeah. Me too. Cause wow, it was just a lot of fun. And then we capped things off with the Avengers, which I think is, um, it's funny how the Avengers is now. I don't know how many years ago the original Avengers came out. It's, it's been quite a while, but the theme song is still iconic. You know, the Avengers theme that they used in infinity war later and um, a lot of the shots are now iconic. It's really a classic movie, I would say, in a way that the other in Phase One movies aren't. Maybe Iron Man had some classic scenes in it, but it's it's fun. It's fun. I, I would say that it's a little. My only critique, I suppose, of the Avengers isn't much because I think it's rad, but um, is that it's a little bland. I suppose you know later they do more. Like I I think for me, and I know fans are gonna you know MCU people are gonna be like, what? That's not true but but i think that um avengers age of ultron is better actually um at least it was for me they just did a little bit more it was a little bit more interesting there like loki's really great in avengers but the bad guys beyond loki aren't so much um and ultron is i think for me i like think ultron's way cool, more interesting so um but there's a lot of love for loki and he gets um all of the all the love from avengers and he is just chewing on that scenery and it's it's a fun movie. It's it's really cool. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Marvel MCU Phase One is really really good. And now we're gonna go into Phase Two, and I think it starts with Iron Man Three, which um, is an uh, spoiler alert. I think it's another really underrated movie as well. So, um, let's see. So in terms of other movies I watched, okay. So, <laughs> strap in, kids. It's, it's story time. So I'm married, right? And I watch rom coms and romantic films that my wife is interested in because I like. You know, I like I like making her happy. She likes that kind of stuff. It's not really my thing. You know, I prefer space movies, um, dystopian movies, movies where aliens come out of people's chests. I like movies about DeLoreans that go places, etc., etc. These are kind of like, you know, movies that I like. Well, so um, there are these all these sort of like rom-coms and like romantic movies and stuff. And we saw that I saw that Mother's Day 
was just such a movie is on it was Amazon Prime. And I thought, OK, well, this is probably just like Love Actually, which, you know, to be honest, Love Actually is not really a bad movie. I think it's actually pretty sweet. And it's at, in, in terms of all like the romantic movies, it's actually one of the better ones, I would say. Have you seen Love Actually, Travis? Love Actually is like if you count the big sick as a romantic comedy, which it kind of is. I, I absolutely I do. would say that it's the, one of the best. The big sick and Love Actually are the two that I will readily admit that I love. Those are both amazing movies. We, we actually have a Christmas tradition, like every Christmas since love actually is set around Christmas. We watch that every year. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's got a really fun Christmas song in it and everything. Yeah. And we, yeah. we saw the big sick in the theater and I'm really glad we did. Cause it was great. So love actually is not a bad movie. It's actually one of the best kinds of those movies. And so I thought Mother's Day was pretty much the same. It looked like it. You know, there have been a lot of movies trying to do Love Actually, that formula, you know, with a bunch of inner cut stories that kind of come together. So my wife heard the Mother's Day wasn't great. And I'm like, look, how bad could this be? Right. And wow, she was right. It wasn't very <laughs> good. Um, and but it was really, really bad to the point of I just felt like some of the actors were simply phoning it in. Um, now, Julia Roberts is always fun and she was really good in this because, you know, how can she be bad? She is really great. But the story wasn't really there and many of the actors weren't really well used or whatever. I guess I'd give Mother's Day a skip it. But if you're a love actually junkie and you love these kinds of movies, then I'd watch it just kind of like I watch space films. Just be, you know what I mean? Even though they're not great. So, yeah, Mother's Day. Skip it. <laughs> Noted. Okay, so uh, today's episode, we're going to kind of go back to the past and we're going to talk about video game news. And so what Travis and I did was we took all the video game news we can think of, including stuff about Battlefield and the next Call of Duty and Activision news and all this kind of EA talk. And we put it all in a, in a, in a hat with some other stuff and we shook it up and it's all lies we're not talking about anything like that, <laughs> but we're basically just going to take all the video game news that we thought was really cool and we're going to pick it out randomly, which again is lies because I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is that Valve is continuing to work on Steam and apparently Valve really wants to bring Steam streaming everywhere. So, um, Travis, you've got the Steam link, right? You've got that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's really nice. It works well. I, I've, I've actually gotten uh, a couple extras just to one to put in another TV that we have and one just to kind of tinker around with it if I want. But um, there, you know, you can always find one every time they have a sale that's you can get one for like five bucks. So it's almost a no brainer to get one because they work so well. Um, like I have I had used in home streaming between PCs before. And it seems like this low-powered Steam Link actually works a little bit better. I guess they've got some optimizations specifically for that in their OS there. But yeah, I have no complaints with it. I haven't seen any like sort of lag or stutters or anything on, on a wired network. If you do wireless, that's a different story. Yeah, I would recommend... So I do the same. And um, I would recommend one of the computers is wired, right? So if you do two wireless computers, it's not really good. But I have my desktop here that I have cabled in. 
over a one gigabit um, link and then the steam link in the in the um, front room on super fast 5g my like router looks like a spider upside down you know what i mean so it's really fast and valve recommends that if you're gonna do it over wireless that you do it over one of those um and it's great it's great it's uh really really fast um so but again if it's two wireless computers it's basically just like laggy you know so i really like it and i think it's cool and so i was really stoked when valve said that they're going to be porting steam link the app to Android devices and iOS devices to stream everything everywhere. Um, I kind of thought this was a precursor. I still think that this is a precursor to them doing their own handheld device. Anyways, so uh, Apple shut Valve down saying that they um, they cited business conflicts. And so Valve came out with recently and said, hey, you know, Apple won't let us post this because of business conflicts. And so because that, you know, Valve came out and said that they weren't going to they weren't going to allow the app. uh, Apple wasn't. Um, Phil Schiller, who's a big Apple executive, came out and said that Apple, they'd allow it if they fixed a few things that all Apple develop, you know, all app developers have to fix. And uh, I clipped out a little bit um, of what Phil said, but he said, we've discussed these issues with Valve and we'll continue to work with them to help bring the Steam experience to iOS and Apple TV in a way that complies with the store's guidelines. We put great effort into creating an app store that provides the very best experience for everyone. So I don't know exactly what happened, but my guess is if I had to guess is that um, some just the app team at Apple approved it. Um, and then Valve said it's coming and then, um, executives at Apple were like, what? (laughs) No. And then they shut it down and then they had to come up with a reason, you know, besides business reasons, because Valve is huge. Um, and there was a lot of pressure and then they came up with some reasons. And my guess is Valve is going to do every single one of them to get this thing to happen. But what do you think, Travis? Um, Steam Link app, not coming to the app store. Um, seems like Apple's saying that they're going to allow it. Maybe. What do you think? Yeah. The, the theory that I've seen around is that Apple won't let any of their apps connect to any third party app stores. Like you can't download any, uh, digital content or you can't buy any digital content from apps that you get from the app store. So, Oh, that's exactly it. Cause yeah. they want their 30% cut and they right. will not allow it. Right. So you can't, you can't buy like, well, it, it's pretty common to, you can't buy like Google, um, store music or movies on the right. app um, and all that kind of thing. Well, you could, you just have to, you know, uh, Google would have to give up 30% and they don't want to. Exactly. And Valve obviously doesn't want to do that either. But I honestly, I, I see Apple's point on this, but at the same time, it, it's basically just a remote access thing, which they have plenty of other options on the app store for, it's probably just this narrow focus on the gaming on steam itself that makes them stand out from the others because you know remote desktop app you can do anything this thing connects into your steam client specifically and you can go buy stuff on it that's probably why this one's getting singled out over the others but for me personally it doesn't i I wasn't planning on playing steam games on my phone that just seems cumbersome I'm not going to carry a controller around with me so that I can play on my phone. But the idea of doing it on my Apple TV was really appealing because I could get rid of one of my boxes connected to the TV. But 
you know, ultimately I can just keep that connected and it doesn't affect me personally, but I definitely understand why people are upset about that. I just imagine that they'll come up with some way around it so they can get it approved. Right. So Valve said that it actually turned off the ability to buy games when you're connected to Apple TV. So maybe there was some backdoor or you could, you know, I don't know. So hopefully Apple will allow it. But yeah, for the same reason, Travis, I wanted to get, you know, sort of reclaim another HDMI port under my TV. It doesn't have to happen, but it would be really nice to have. I might play games on my phone. I guess it really depends. Like if I'm not if I don't want the TV on and I just kind of want to kick back on my couch, you know, I might sort of prop up my phone and play a game that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But, you know, I mean, am I going to play with virtual thumbsticks on my phone? Well, I'll probably try it if they even allow it. But uh, no, I've got the Steam controller and that seems really cool. So I hope they allow this. And again, actually, I hope that uh, what I really hope is that Valve is going to leapfrog all this, release their own handheld, and then you don't have to worry about that at all. (laughs) But it's nice to have your game library everywhere. And I hope that they allow it. So recently, Walmart in Canada accidentally leaked some information about some video games. And it happens, right? A web store um, puts all these games in as pre-orders and they put in early versions of these games um, so that they can start their sort of item process, getting these games on their website. And by accident, um, some of this information leaked out. A lot of games, actually. One game in particular, um, Rage 2, and it didn't have any cover art or anything. It just was the name. Someone found out about it and posted it. And then um, Bethesda released a joke about it. And then um, on the official Rage Twitter, which I thought was dead forever, honestly, uh, they posted a C colon backslash some folder um, trailer on Monday. Kind of hint that the new Rage a new rage trailer came out and then it came out and it was basically a rage tease and then uh came the actual gameplay trailer the next day and we wrote about all this on cheerful ghost so travis i'm gonna kick things over to you again because it's just you and me rage 2 man what'd you think of the trailer what do you think about rage 2 like excited not excited you know you were one of the people that i know that played the most of rage and there weren't a whole lot of us yeah i don't think people stuck with that game very much. It seemed like it got a lot of what I felt was undue criticism. I, I, it took me a long time to play it, but when I finally did, wow, w- what a solid game. It, I mean, it, it kind of, at one point it felt like it was ending and then you realize you're just starting another chapter of the game and you're kind of rehashing stuff and it loses a lot of steam. Uh, so it has some pacing issues, but I mean, the gameplay was solid I thought the level, like the world building was great. And honestly, I just want to get back into that world. Uh, apparently in Rage 2, you're going to be, it's going to take place like 50 years after Rage 1. And just kind of learning more about that world is really exciting to me. And the gameplay that they showed, it just seems so chaotic. And like, like the best parts of the new Doom just all the mayhem of you know, blowing everything up. <laughs> and it seems like they're they're just amping that up even more. They got the the it and the developers of Just Cause 3 are doing this together and 
Just Cause games have quite a reputation for that kind of thing, just causing chaos. And I can't think of any better recipe for it. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. So when Rage dropped, I was really into it. Um, and it's kind of one of those games that I bought around the time that I made that transition from PC, PS3 to PC. So I pre-ordered it on the P, PS3, and then I really wanted to play it on PC. So um, I sort of switched over to playing it on the PC. So because honestly, Rage is not a game that for me that I should play with a controller. You know, Borderlands worked a lot more on a controller. Rage, it was it's just too twit. You got to really be able to aim that thing. And I'm not so great with thumbsticks in a shooter. So the game's really visually cool and like Travis mentioned, Rage takes an takes a bit of an odd turn mid game um, that I didn't love, but thought it was fine once you sort of make through. I mean, it really loses so much steam that I kind of stepped away and then I came back and finished it. Um, the ending wasn't really satisfying and it seemed like at that point they kind of just maybe wanted to ship the game because Rage had a very long development cycle. So I guess I'd talk more about Rage, but I sort of well, we are going to do a special look back episode and Travis and I will probably be talking about it, you know, closer to when Rage 2 comes out. So I'll just but I will say that I'm really interested in Rage 2. And so it looks like, you know, like you said, Travis, it looks like that's what I wanted out of the first game. Um, and it's, you know, I, I hope that like the live action trailer that it's, you know, a lot more visually colorful and all that kind of thing. The original Rage was very, very pretty. Um but I hope they add more colors and stuff like that. So yeah, it looks it was, great. It, looks it was great. kind of the dawn of everything being brown. It was, yeah. There's just that yeah. like two year span where everything was brown and that kind of came out during that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think some of the really cool elements of the original Rage look like they're coming back, like wing sticks um, and that sort of thing. So uh, should be and then buggies. I loved I love the buggy stuff in yeah. the game. I love moving around in that. And hopefully they just kind of double down on all those elements uh, of what made the original Rage game so amazing. So, Travis, is this going to be a day one purchase for you? Rage two? Probably. Um, I'll probably read some. I'm almost positive I'm going to buy it. So if there is any sort of insane pre-order bonus, I might be tempted for it. But I might also just wait for some reviews. Just, I don't. I definitely don't make decisions based solely on reviews anymore because it just seems like it's becoming harder and harder to trust any reviews. But um, just to to make sure there aren't any like glaring flaws with it, I can't imagine there would be. After the reception of the first one they definitely want to save face on that so i don't think they're going to release anything that is broken you know but i guess my answer to your question in short is probably yeah yeah that's cool i think it really i think i might i I think it depends on sort of what the box looks like and if there's going to be anything cool in it but i think i probably will I think I'm ready to, to to jump into a brand new shooter. And I think Rage 2 is going to be the one for me. Day one purchase. I might even pre-order it. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's a really good chance that I'll do that. Make make time for it and all that. You know, funny, I'm a pretty huge Doom fan and I didn't really play the new Doom all the way through, nor did I even buy it, which is odd. So, I mean, I just, you know, I'm sharing it with someone in my family over Steam, mm-hmm. quote unquote family. <laughs> but um, so I played it. It's a good game, but I. I don't know. I just that one just I don't know. It just didn't capture me in the same way. So, yeah. Rage 2. Day one pre-order. (laughs) 
Okay, so Nintendo said it had plans on supporting the 3DS for the next couple years, and that's a big part of its lineup now and in the future, according to Nintendo. So new games are coming out on it, such as Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, which is coming out on the Switch um, and the 3DS. It originally was out on the Wii U, though, um, because Nintendo's re-releasing a lot of those original Wii U games out on the Switch now. And uh, it's cool. Toad's Treasure Tracker is coming out to 3DS as well. And um, they're going to be re-releasing the GameCube Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS. That's going to get a port uh, coming up. So if you love your 3DS, this seems like good news. But Travis, I was curious, um, should Nintendo stop focusing on the 3DS and go Switch only? I know a lot of people have said they should, but I'm curious what you think. You're a Switch owner. Um, and I actually do not own a 3DS. So this is actually interesting because I own a 3DS, no Switch, and you own a Switch and no 3DS. So yeah. Travis, should Nintendo stop it with the 3DS? Well, it's it's an odd situation because you usually see third-party titles will still come out for the previous generation for a little while after, but generally the first-party titles all go toward the new console. I guess the Switch kind of sits in an interesting position being a a couch console and a mobile console, a handheld. So, And I kind of see why they're, they're still supporting the 3DS because everything in their DS line since that original DS came out has basically printed money. These things are amazing. So they I have a zillion units out in the wild yeah, too. That yeah. that 3DS has sold like gangbusters, you know, and attached to the original DS and all that. Yeah, I, I don't think should is the right word. It's kind of surprising to me that they're not, but I love that they're still supporting the old hardware. I wish that more people would keep supporting like support two generations during a transition like that. Yeah, I agree. And I think they should. I mean, I own a 3DS and I plan on getting a Switch either for Christmas or next year sometime. And um, I'm going to buy a lot of Switch games, but I don't think that it's I think a lot of people think that since Nintendo's focusing on both that, well, they want more Switch games and they're done with their 3DS. I'm not done with my 3DS. I think there's a lot of fun there still. You know, I've got um, I've got Metroid Samus Returns left to play. I might even get Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, although I might save that for the switch you know just for the increase in visual fidelity there so yeah it's cool i'm i'm really happy that um they support both systems i don't think the split's bad for nintendo and i think it's good for people that still have it because again you can get that 3ds for super cheap you can't really get a switch for super cheap yet so yeah i think it's really cool and one thing that i think that both of us keep things and a lot of people will you know get the newest console from whatever like you get the Wii, play the Wii to death, then the Wii U comes out. All right, time to trade in the Wii and all of our games and get the Wii U and buy games for that. And like people who have traded things in and are just Switch only now might think, well, now you know we've got this new console. You should be supporting that instead of the old stuff. But we don't do that. You know, we kind of save our stuff and keep playing older things. So that that could be why some people feel that way. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I still have my Game Boy Advance, and if Nintendo released a new Game Boy Advance game, I'd buy it. <laughs> so, Absolutely. You know, you could totally do that. I mean, I keep buying old games, but yeah. No, I'm going to have my 3DS until I'm dead, and if it dies, I'll buy a new one. So yeah. um, I like it. I like it a lot, actually, and having those games, and I love having them for a while. And it, the 3DS is a great system. I primarily bought it. Um, truth be told, to get old 3D, to get old DS games and um, plays still all of those, which is great. So, yeah. Uh, thanks, Nintendo. Keep making those 3DS games. 
Nintendo recently filed for the Nintendo 64 Classic trademark and led many on the internet to believe that this was basically confirmation that we're going to get one and Nintendo's going to announce it this year. What do you think, Travis? Nintendo 64 Classic? Is it coming this year? I'm hesitant to take anything that isn't an announcement as confirmation or a leak, like an official leak, but... I mean, this is about all that it's as close to a confirmation as you're going to get. They're filing for a trademark. We kind of all expected them to release that this year because they've been doing the, these yearly mini console releases. So I'm assuming that we're going to and I'm really looking forward to it because you know, we just mentioned that we keep all of our old consoles and, and stuff. But my N64 has a lot of issues and won't play half the time. So I'm looking forward to that just because I don't have a, a really working N64 right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that there are the original three Nintendo consoles, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo 64 compared to hardware we have now is pretty easy to recreate. Uh, it's pretty easy to emulate. In fact, that's what they did with the original consoles. They had little Linux machines. And if you wanted to run Linux on it, you could, you know, and all that kind of thing. And they're pretty easy to hack, you know, as a, as a product of that, actually. But um, and Nintendo 64 is one of those other systems that's pretty easy to emulate. And I and I think that's coming. You know what I mean? I think you could even play Nintendo 64 games on the Nintendo and Super Nintendo Classic if you wanted to. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this. If it's if it's you know, and, and I really hope it's coming. Whether or not it's this or next year, I don't exactly know. I, I would probably guess it's going to be this year. And, you know, I imagine that it's going to be really popular. And Nintendo, these things print money. So why not? You know what I mean? I have questions if the GameCube Classic will be coming next year. I don't think so. I don't quite think that that system is as easy to emulate as the other three that I mentioned. But I think it's coming. So what do you think, Travis? Day one pre-order for you? I know we were really really gung-ho for the originals and yeah. you and i could not get an original run nes classic i found one used and i don't think you have the nes classic still right no, I, mean, I don't know? i i i was able thanks you sent me a text like check walmart they have pre-orders up and i got over there like two minutes before they ran out of stock on a pre-order for the the snes classic so i was able to snag that and i absolutely love that it, it is so great and like all the little enhancements that they give you the ability to rewind and use save states like some emulators you can get on your pc it's great i I love it yeah so if the nintendo 64 classic came in and i was able to text you would you pre-order this you think absolutely no question i don't think they're going to have the same kind of uh inventory rush that they have for the first two because it's kind of become the thing that happens and people are getting used to it and it's not the novelty that it was. So I, I don't think it's going to have as hard a time keeping stock as the other two, but I'll still pre-order it just in case because I don't want to miss it. So it seems to me that a lot of people pre-order these and don't actually play them, right? You get you get them and they don't play them. You and I are different. We play these games like i was playing the super nintendo and the nintendo classic last night you know what i mean yeah. like i play them all the time so like i don't think i'm in that bucket of people that don't but i think most people do and it seems like and that price point is so low that it seems like it's just the thing to get in gaming right you get it because you want to have it 
doesn't mean you're going to play it, but you kind of want it around and you want the games if you're ever going to play them. So I think that this is going to be really popular as just the next thing to get and be like, I got it. It's like an achievement. It's not like they're (laughs) going to play any of the games, you know what I mean? But anyways, I'm going to play this game and I'm I mean, I mean, I'm going to play this and I'm going to get it when it comes out. I've the only one game I want them to add to it because I think they're going to get the game order right. And a lot of people are saying they're probably not going to get a lot of rare games, which were very iconic of this era. One being Goldeneye, of yeah. course, I don't, you know, th- some people doubt that's coming. Well, you know, there are other ways to get games on these consoles, but, but I, I think they could actually be able maybe be able to work it out, but who, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, the only game that I want them to add, and it just, what, there wasn't a ton of love for this one, but I would love it if they added it would be Dr. Mario 64. My wife and I just we pl- have played the junk out of that game and it's a really good game. And so I guess my, there's only two requests that I have for Nintendo for the 64 Classic. One, um, add four player to it. Right. Because yeah. they had four controller ports. So that would be really fun Two, add Dr. Mario 64. That's four player. It's really, really fun. And then add up and then you could and if you had four players, don't you don't have to put four controllers in the box. Shit, you just put in one. You know what I mean? If you want. Um, and yeah, put in Dr. Mario 64 because there's a lot of really great multiplayer games. In fact, if you want, this could be the multiplayer classic console, right? Because if you had Dr. Mario 64 in there, you had Mario Kart 64 in there. If you had like GoldenEye, if you had, you know, other kind of you know, multiplayer games, it would be a crazy fun thing to get four controllers on. So that could be really, really cool. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And I would of course pre-order it. No question. No Man's Sky came out and uh, received some mixed reviews on release. Some people really liked it. Other people thought it was uh, a total travesty or something. It was just a little bit less than they were expecting. So No Man's Sky, the developers there, have been uh, constantly working on the game since launch, to their credit, I would say. And uh, they're getting a new update next month, which is the first in a year. The update's going to be to bring full multiplayer to the game, which is something we never really thought we were going to get. Well, I mean, they talked about it, but, you know, apparently, you know, things change over time and it sort of didn't really pan out to be that way. Um, Other additional changes that haven't been revealed yet, but multiplayer is the big one. Players can build and explore with each other, create settlements, go on raids, race exocraft, etc., etc. Travis... I mean, you added this one to the list. I mean, what do you think about No Man's Sky? I mean, have you kept playing each update that's come out? And do you plan on playing this one? Yeah, I have. Yeah. And each update adds more. Like One of the big criticisms that the game had at launch was that it was once they got all the, the, the bugs worked out so people could play it was that um, it was as wide as the galaxy, but as deep as a puddle. And, you know, that was kind of a valid criticism there wasn't a lot of depth but each update has added more and more depth we got base building in one update and then the exocraft so you could drive around planets and a lot more lore and story added in in this most recent update which also brought in the the very small core of multiplayer you could they explained it as glitches in the simulation where you could see little floating balls 
where people like are playing at the time. Uh, so very limited. You could like run up and talk to each other and leave messages, but that's about all you could do until now. And they said said that they have they've had the um, multiplayer working and in playtesting for six months. So it's clear that they really want to get this right because there were a few comments before release about how you know, don't go into this expecting a multiplayer game, but yeah, you'll be able to see each other. And then that didn't pan out. So it, that was one of the things that pissed people off the most. So they really want to get this right. And yeah, to their credit, they haven't abandoned this game after all the, the bad press they've kept with it. And I think they're going to do a good job with this one. I'm looking forward to playing it. Definitely. And this is also the, the update. Um, uh, no Man's Sky is going to be launching on the Xbox One next month, along with this update for the first time. It has been a PC and PS4 only game, but Xbox One is getting it as well. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think Xbox is getting it at a great time where there's going to be a lot of content there, you know. So that should be really good for them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've never played No Man's Sky, um, and I think I might come back and try it at some point, but I'm probably far away from it. Like like I've said on the site a couple times, I'm only I'm limiting myself to getting five games this year. No Man's Sky is definitely not going to be one of them. Mostly it's been, you know, picking up, you know, well, I've only got one game so far this year, and it was, um, it was King Arthur's World on the Super Nintendo, and now I'm just trying to figure out what other old retro games I need to buy, you know, so... And there are some newer games that I might want to pick up, too, but I don't think I'd be picking this one up. But again, it's going to come around in a bundle at some point. It looks like oh, yeah, I'm sure it'd be a whole lot of fun to play. And even at you know launch, it seemed like it would be a lot of fun to play. But if you were on this game type train, I can get why. Yeah. You know, some people were were not. But yeah, it looks great. And I'm and I'm really happy that they keep adding to it. It kind of reminds me of Terraria, you know, the and, and when that game came out, it was it was pretty big and they didn't quite have, have as much content. And then over time, it's one of the best games ever made i would say you know after all the expansions and everything that was all free content so yeah yeah and it's not I like we've ever you know we, we never talk about terraria so uh <laughs> allow me to 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 expand on that i mean when, when terraria released and i think it was version 1.13 or something like that uh, the lead dev, who was, I think, the only one developing it at the time, came out and said, look, life has gotten in the way. I can't do this anymore. There won't be any more updates. And then... Yeah, he had kids. Yeah. And I can understand that having kids, you're kind of, you know, a little time strapped. You know, you want to focus on other stuff. I mean, even at that point, I was happy with it. I was like, OK, well, fine. That This is this game is amazing as it is. And then... Yeah, it was a really great game. Then, Like a year later, we got another update and they have not stopped since then. It's It's... It's amazing what they've done with that game over the years. The pace has slowed somewhat, but I sort of feel like I sort of think that everything that we've gotten after, you know, that sort of, you know, the B update has been, you know, and then they even did another one where they brought sort of the final boss to the game. Mm -hmm. Sort of the um, everything after that, I can sort of consider extra stuff. And it really has been in a really interesting way, I think. Um, now they're going to add the ability to go to the bathroom for NPC characters, which I don't kind of understand, <laughs> right. but it's weird. So whatever, like, cool. They just make that toilet um, item, you know, make sense in some way, I suppose. <laughs> and that's not, you know, maybe what I would design for them, but cool. You do you. <laughs> that's okay.
Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com, and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening.